The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with The Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Here is your host of Plant Profits, Bert Miller. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to Plant Profits. I'm Bert Miller, your host on Plant Profits. And for those who haven't heard the show, the purpose of the show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. And uh, these folks and leaders are at the forefront of creating real companies and creating real career opportunities uh, as they grow their organizations. Now, today we have Max Simon. He's the CEO and co-founder of Greenflower Media, a trusted platform for the credible cannabis content, information, training, and guidance. Uh, some minor to-dos before we get started. Uh, first of all, follow me on social media at Bert Miller PG. That's Bert B-E-R-T. And send us your questions and comments uh, for the show using the hashtag plant profits. Profits spelled P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. And of course, uh, I ask, please do not forget to uh, share our podcast with your friends and family. So with that being all said, let's get right to it. As I mentioned, we have Max Simon on the show today. Max is the co-founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. It is a platform that is driven by a pretty cool mission, actually. Uh, it's being a, being a really a credible destination for information and education in cannabis and help people to learn more about them. Uh, I'm sorry, stop. To learn more about them, you can visit www.green-flower.com. They also just received a 20 million Series A funding in June, which uh, I find pretty impressive. So again, congrats on that, Max, and welcome to Plant Profits. Really nice to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. And uh, so I always get a chance to, uh, to lay the foundation, and I'd like to do that first. So let's talk a little bit about the catalyst for launching Greenflower Media and how that journey really began for you. So I have been a medical cannabis patient for decades. Now, I didn't always know that I was a medical cannabis patient, but I did always know that I've had pretty severe ADHD. And so when I was young, I struggled immensely in school. And like a lot of teenagers, I, I started smoking pot. But at the time, I didn't understand how profoundly transformational it was for me. And yet I kept smoking pot for most of my life. And I had a very successful career. I built Deepak Chopra's products business and kind of digital empire. I had a very successful training and consulting company for experts and New York Times bestselling authors. And so I kind of progressed along my life, but was looking for a new challenge. And I ended up looking at the cannabis industry as a vehicle for my talents and skills and that's when I discovered the, the enormous breadth of knowledge, wisdom, training, information, and guidance that was needed to be able to build this into a successful industry. And in that, it also helped me understand in hindsight how cannabis had been so effective for me in managing this condition my whole life. And so now, um, you know, five years later, we've produced thousands of hours of expert-led cannabis content. We have about 40 people working here. 
We have reached tens of millions of people and we've built a Greenflower Academy to help people transition into the cannabis space. So it's been a, an exciting, very personalized, uh, meaningful ride for me. Yeah, it sounds like a great ride, uh, Max. And what a natural bridge uh, for you. And, you know, when if you think about uh, uh, how you how that happened really kind of organically and, and the bridge just led you to where you are today. So, again, congratulations. Uh, as you take a look at the most difficult aspect of what you're doing in terms of curating the content and information for your platform, what is the most difficult aspect of that? There's really two big challenges. Uh, one is everything is moving so fast and it's evolving so quickly that oftentimes the content or training or what we created yesterday is now only 50% of the equation today. <laughs> so it requires an enormous amount of refreshing, of staying on the cutting edge, of continuing to develop the products and services to be you know, really valuable. Um, and then the second is that there's more uh, smoke and mirrors in cannabis than any industry I've ever seen. And so we, get, uh, we spend an enormous amount of time trying to vet out the experts uh, to find who's really credible, who's really succeeding, who's really at the cutting edge, and who's just kind of feeding us a line of BS. And so those two issues are kind of the ones that we deal with on an almost daily basis here. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, particularly the credible content or lack thereof. And so are you surprised at all about the amount of misinformation that's out there? And um, I guess you can tell us what is the current state of affairs on the cannabis education and, and I guess, uh, content consistency. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge in the in the kind of misinformation space is actually all the consultants and lawyers and, you know, service providers and people that are jumping into the space are, are not nearly as well educated or uh, competent as they, they really need to be. And then, you know, people are buying those services or taking that recommendation and then wasting an enormous amount of time, energy and money. And so, um, you know, this is, again, the reason why we wanted to put everything online and we wanted to make all of the information accessible around the globe so that no matter where people were, they were kind of able to access what was current and trusted from the world's top experts. No, that makes a lot of sense, really, Max. I mean, if you take a look, uh, who are some of your favorite industry leaders that you think are exceptionally about education within the space besides yourself? Well, I, I believe that one of the things that's so interesting about the cannabis industry is how many different sectors there are that are expanding and growing at remarkable paces. So in each of, you know, we have these various different programs that cover different sectors. We have a cultivation program, we have a patient care program, a medical program. Um, and in each of those sectors, there's experts that I just find to be unbelievably inspiring. You know, Kevin Jodry is one of our experts in cultivation who has uh, been at the forefront of cultivation in California since the 90s and just knows everything that I've ever known about cannabis genetics and, and the way that you can propagate, you know, uh, high quality cannabis in the marketplace. And then in our medical application certificate, we have 
you know, MDs and PhDs who have actually been facilitating cannabis research and things like pain or oncology. And when you look at what cannabinoids actually do in the body and how they kind of, um, you know, respond to different ailments mm-hmm. and conditions, it, it's just, it's mind blowing. And so I think that, you know, all the experts on green flower have something to teach me and have been kind of inspired by each of them. No, without question. I think that's what, I think that is the momentum that uh, has led to the train leaving the station and it's leaders like you that are putting the information out there and educating uh, the communities that uh, helped it gain, gain its momentum. So uh, we definitely thank you for that, Max. And uh, if you take a look at your journey and uh, after your launch, um, tell us a little bit about that. What, what is it like building an education platform for cannabis? I mean, that's, that has to be a heck of a journey for you. Well, when we started, it was virtually impossible. We, we launched in 2015 <laughs> and nobody understood even for a millisecond why cannabis education mattered. You know, just nobody. The medical community didn't care about it. The legal community didn't care about it. The investment community was starting to pay attention to and care about it. And then also nobody believed us. We we actually got turned down by five different spaces to lease for our production studios because they didn't believe we were going to be producing content and not growing weed. <laughs> right, um, right. And, and then, you know, subsequently we've gotten shut down by banks and merchants and it's all a little interesting because we're a content company. You know, we produce educational material and we don't do anything that revolves around the plant. So the journey has been really tricky and challenging in the early years because everybody just didn't believe us and thought we were criminals. But as we kept producing more content, getting larger and larger reach making a larger impact on the, the industry, you know, having more partners like Kiva and GTI sign on to use our trainings internally and the more press that we got, all of a sudden people realized, oh, the reason why cannabis education is important is because nobody knows anything. You know, consumers, to right. open up the consumer marketplace, they need to be educated about why this is safe and effective and professionals need to be educated to enter the industry and investors need to be educated to make good investment bets. And all of a sudden, you know, what we were doing kind of seemed like brilliant, even though for the past five years, you know, I would say 90% of the time, nobody took us seriously. So it's been very difficult, but the, the impact that we've had all along the way, the stories, the millions of people we've reached, have kept us going. And now it does feel like the tides have turned and all of a sudden, you know, we're in this brand new space where everybody's really paying close attention. No, no question, Max. Think about that. Uh, you were describing 2015 for us. We're only in 2019. And some of the challenges that you faced at that point and the hurdles that you had to go over and barriers you had to go around, uh, and in four short years later, uh, the progress that we've made, it's, 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 it's incredible. Uh, so before we go to break, um, actually, let's go ahead and go to break right now. Uh, everyone, you're listening to Max Simon. He is the co-founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. Uh, stay connected with them on Instagram via Greenflower Media. Or you can visit their website at www.green-flower.com. Dot com. When we come back, uh, we'll dig into the most favorite topic that we have, and that's team building in cannabis. Uh, again, you're listening to Plant Profits, and we'll be right back. 
Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crap, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Burt Miller from Protus Global. And you can send your comments and questions to me directly at Burt Miller PG or use the hashtag plant profits. Uh, and we're coming, we're right back here with uh, Max Simon. He's the co-founder and CEO of Green Flower Media. And now we're going to dig into our favorite topic, growing and scaling teams. So when you think about that, Max, uh, I guess first, thing, first things first, what do you think is the most valuable asset, uh, you know, from your perspective, anyone can have? as they start pursuing a career in the cannabis industry? Well, if they're pursuing a career in cannabis, I mean, I don't mean to sound self-serving, but you have to get educated um, from some kind of source that can give you a comprehensive understanding. I think of it a lot these days, like if you applied to Google without having any tech background. You know, if you tried to be an engineer, they just wouldn't even take you seriously. And yet... At the same time, that's exactly what everybody does in cannabis. They just kind of think because they like it that they're going to apply and people are going to take them seriously. But in reality, cannabis requires such an enormous amount of specialized knowledge. And when you go into any individual sector, it only gets more important to have a depth of understanding. And so, um, you know, for us, that's, of course, the problem we solve, but it's become increasingly more important for me to beat this drum because so many people want to get in and they just have no chance. Mm-hmm. They don't have a chance to get in because they're, they don't have a fundamental understanding of the different sectors of cannabis and how this stuff works. And so an employer is not going to hire you if it's going to take them five months or three months just to give you an education to get you up to speed on fundamentals. So that, that would be one thing that I would say. But I guess the other thing I would say is that, you know, um, cannabis is evolving so quickly. 
And I think that one of the things that people don't necessarily do properly is understand where things are going. And as a result of that, you know, once, once stuff happens, it's often too late to get involved. And so I really suggest that people research the sectors that they want to play in and then the companies that are building and developing that sector and to try to get on those companies' radar as early as possible because it's very likely that they're expanding in all directions and will need really good, talented people. You just don't know that that's coming down the pike and it's coming as fast as it is. Like, I'll give you a perfect example of this. Mm -hmm. One of our clients... One of our clients is G- GTI, which is a you know leading dispensary chain. Right. They've right. hired like 500 people just like this year alone. It seems like I don't know what the exact number is, but uh, um, you know their growth of of employees has been unbelievable to watch. And I think that if people understood, they're expanding in Florida, they're expanding in you know Chicago, they're expanding in all these places that they would be more proactive with getting ahead of that growth and putting themselves in a place to be a part of it. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's, it's interesting. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, Max, is I'm wondering how they're assimilating and onboarding these folks uh, at that rapid pace. Um, a question, another question I have for you around the convergence of the cannabis industry and it moving toward being more of a CPG uh, product and creating brands and you talk about the education aspect. Uh, obviously, if somebody's coming over from an adult beverage uh, company, I think certainly they understand that regulation and compliance is part of that, but they don't really know a lot about the cannabis industry itself. But the talent that they bring to help as the brands are created to take their brands to market that are in cannabis, certainly that education is there. Where do you see the gaps and are you seeing more and more people come over from the consumer products industry? I think that the thing that's very challenging for the whole world to grasp around cannabis is that it's a unique product. And it is certainly got, you know, you could look at it as a CPG product for sure, because it has psychoactivity and people are gravitating towards brands. But the problem is, is that unlike a lot of CPG products that tend to serve a very specific need by product option, Cannabis is used by this enormous diversity of different people and oftentimes for enormous diversity of different reasons. And so I do think that the CPG background is particularly valuable when it comes to the operational side, the compliance, the supply chain, you know, the inventory management, the the branding and positioning. But the, the missing components of that is an understanding of who cannabis consumers are today how they're consuming cannabis and why they're consuming those things and what's the motivation behind that that's unique and different because, you know, at Green Flower, for example, we have um, almost 14 different audience types that we speak to individually. And that's something that's quite kind of rare and unique for a single Mm -hmm. product to touch such a wide diversity of different people. Like when we would see that an 18-year-old, you know, kid basically out of college was watching the same piece of content as a 72 year old grandmother who's suffering with arthritis. (laughs) It was this weird thing of realizing that it's not about demographic. It's really more about the, the motivational profile of that individual user and where they are on their cannabis journey. So I think there's a lot of crossover, 
but there's also an enormous amount of knowledge gap that's needed for people coming into the space. Yeah, and that's a great point. And, you, and the, the, I guess as you look at it, Max, uh, it being a, a functional product, but in this case, as you've described for us, it's a multifunctional depending on the individual versus say like a Red Bull, you, you know, you drink that for, for energy, for the energy category as a functional beverage. Um, cannabis itself has that as well. It just happens to be multifunctional based on the individual. So as you look to formulate your content um, in these gaps around knowledge, what, how do you best address these gaps? I mean, how do you go about this? Well, that's why, you know, we always go back to the sectors because you can't really say I'm in cannabis. You actually have to say I'm in a specific sector of cannabis. So those sectors tend to be, you know, retail, cultivation, extraction, manufacturing, distribution. Um, And each of those sectors requires its own set of industry education and knowledge to be able to participate most effectively. And so what I always tell people that are trying to get in is, you know, first, you can't just look at cannabis as an industry, you have to look at these sectors. But secondly, within those sectors, you know, there's the full range of of need states that are required to be operational in each of those sectors. So in cultivation, yes, you do need to know how to grow good plants. And for people that like growing or like agriculture or like nature, you know, that's a great sector. But then there's also the things like, you know, inventory management of that cloning process, or there's the QA process, or there's the processing side of that. Um, And there's all these other specialized roles. And that's when people's existing experience often plays a really important factor. Because if you were already a QC manager at a CPG company, you know, like we talked about, a huge percentage of that thinking and methodology will cross over very beautifully into cannabis. You'll just need to fill in that cannabis kind of knowledge gap. Yeah, without question. So, you know, when you take a look at your certification program, uh, how, how is that accepted? So somebody comes to your academy, they get certified. How is that accepted into the marketplace? Are you seeing that uh, it's helping people uh, bridge certain organizations because of the certification? Yeah. And, you know, we have this debate a lot about this uh, accreditation side of the certification, because when people talk about acceptance, it's, you know, it's twofold. One is who's accrediting it and then how widely is it being adopted by the industry? And on the accreditation side, I'm grateful to announce that finally some of these organizations that do accrediting bodies of content and training are actually opening up to cannabis for the first time in history And so we will have that level of stature coming down the pike because they just weren't even open to it prior to, you know, this moment in time. But on the industry side, I think that's just on our, from our perspective, you know, the reason why we've been in this for as long as we have is that we've developed such close relationships and we've built such strong bonds. And so we have ties with a lot of the major retailers and the manufacturers and the cultivation companies. And as a result of that, when somebody shows up with a green flower certificate, they already understand fundamentally the quality and integrity and value of what we do. And so our early mover advantage has given us a a huge leg up here, if you will. But I think we have a long ways to go. You know, I want to really adopt 
a certain standard of excellence within this industry so that people have a baseline foundational level of cannabis understanding in each of those sectors. So while I do think we have good adoption, long ways to go in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, that, that's outstanding. Um, folks, you're listening to Max Simon. He is the co-founder and CEO of Greenflower today. Uh, again, stay connected with them on Instagram via at Greenflower Media. And uh, again, you can also visit their website at www.green-flower.com. When we come back from the break, we'll dig into branding, marketing, and building a media empire in cannabis. Uh, we're with, on here with Max Simon. When we'll be right back. Plant profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Bert Miller from Protus Global, and you can send your comments and questions directly to me at Bert Miller PG. And again, go to that hashtag, Plant Profits. That's Profits, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S. And we're back with Max Simon. He is the co-founder and CEO of Greenflower Media. Uh, so, all right, Max, we're back. Let's, uh, let's get creative and, and talk about content and branding and beyond. Uh, what do you think uh, are some of the most difficult aspects of building a brand in cannabis? I mean, right now, there's, there's really not that Jack Daniels brand out there yet. So how, how are people going to go about that? Oh, I can answer this really quickly. It, it's that nobody knows who they're speaking to. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I'm just perpetually shocked by how uh, fuzzy and ambiguous the, the group that you're really going after as a primary target is or at least breaking your products down by those individual targets. And so that, you know, at age old saying, if you try to speak to everybody, you don't speak to anyone. And, and I just feel like the brands that are targeting kind of specific demographics or, or not even demographics, psychographics, specific mm-hmm. reasons for using the products are the only brands right now that I see getting any traction. And that's not about your packaging or about your logo or about, you know, any of these kind of superficial things. It's a, it's a deeper level of understanding of why your product matters to that individual person. And so I just feel like there's so few brands that are actually doing this authentically in a targeted way and, and reaching each individual demographic. And I think that's because it's very difficult. It's not easy to do. It's not like a CPG product where, you know, this Budweiser, everybody's going to drink that. Maybe that'll be the case somewhere down the line. But right now, that's definitely not it. People are consuming cannabis for extremely specific reasons. And, and as a result of that, the product should be targeted to those very specific reasons. And if they're not, then there's no reason why a consumer, existing consumer or a new consumer should even care 
about why your product is different from the other one based upon it being, you know, another outdoor grown cannabis flower or another well-tested lab tested cannabis flower or another brand that has some fancy packaging on it. It just doesn't matter to people. And so I just want brands to, to dig a little deeper and start to focus on the motivation state they're really trying to solve for because right now I just think they're doing it terribly. <laughs> yeah. So how do you see that developing, uh, Max? I mean, when you think of adult beverage, uh, and, and you know, if I do use Jack Daniels as an example, Jack Daniels is in obviously its own category uh, along with its competition. Um, as the cr- categories start to crystallize in cannabis, whether it be baked goods, confection, beverage, etc., do you see uh, the brand going across multi-categories for, for the, uh, these folks that are creating the products or do you see brands emerging uh, through each category? Well, first, I hope that brands diverge into two categories more honestly. I think that there's a a, a wellness category slash medical category. Um, and then I think there's a recreational kind of adult use category. And, and when you break those down, you build those brands in very different ways. And so I think that what will continue to happen is that the companies that are kind of most forward thinking are going to continue to go in the wellness kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. category. And then there's going to be a fewer brands, which are really more about the heavy consumer, the people that really consume a lot. I always say that that's the, they want high authenticity, high potency and high value. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a very specific demographic that is actually still consuming the bulk of the cannabis in today's marketplace. Um, and so I just think that we need to, you know, brands do need to decide which, which side of the fence they're playing on. And then they need to create the products that speak to those different demographics in those different specific ways. And, and I just don't see it happening almost uh, at all in the marketplace currently. Got it. So you see, you see the brands emerging based on the function uh, and maybe not so much the, the actual uh, category, let's say confection or beverage or a topic. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Got it. No, very, very interesting. Um, when you're building media and the content in the cannabis space, um, you know, uh, in terms of the difficulties and, you know, on such a platform bans, you know, legality issues, how do you address those nuances uh, that some of our uh, cannabis companies that are emerging that they face? How do you, how do you help them with that? I, I always believe it comes back to having the world's top experts on. That, that's always been our guide, guiding kind of direction with our content is that I don't know what the answer is. It, it, this is evolving so fast and there's so much happening that it's virtually impossible for you know, any company to say that they know what's happening in all these different sectors. And so we just lean really hard on our experts who are on the front lines of building successful businesses in the space to kind of get granular with what they're seeing in those individual spaces. And so that's, you know, ultimately the reason why we're always just having new experts on to share their updated thoughts and perspectives and guidance. Uh, And I don't see any other way to get that level of, of, specificity in this space because there's a lot of general guidance and kind of overarching 
support, but, but the specificity about how to succeed in very specific sectors has to come from the people that are doing it because they're the only ones that have their finger on the pulse, at least in my mind. All right. Well, Max, I tell you what, but I could talk to you literally all day uh, on this uh, and uh, we don't have all day. We have to wrap it up here shortly. But there is one question I do want to ask you. Uh, what does Green Flower have planned for the future? Well, I'm very excited to announce that we've got a whole new round of certificate programs launching on Green Flower Academy here uh, in the middle of August, including uh, medical applications of cannabis program and a compliance and regulations program. Each was done by uh, leaders in their respected fields for that community. So I have, uh, you know, Harvard trained MDs and PhDs that are leading that program specifically for medical doctors and nurses who want to become educated about cannabinoid medicine. And the compliance and regulation certificate is literally a suite of some of the industry's top lawyers talking about the compliance and regulatory framework and how to succeed within it, but at both a federal, a state, and a local level um, within the cannabis space. And so uh, the new green flower programs are just, you know, getting better and better. We're launching a brand new membership platform here at the same time where mm -hmm. green flower will now be able to be streamed through your um, OTT providers so that you can watch on your smart TV and we'll have four channels of content in business, in culture, in cultivation, and in medical and wellness. Um, and we've got a whole suite of university partnerships that are unfolding here as well, where we're partnering with colleges and schools throughout North America to power their cannabis curriculums in business, medicine, and horticulture. So lots of exciting things on the horizons for Green Flower. Well, congratulations on that, Max. And, and based on how you're doing this, I'm sure many of your philosophies could go across many other uh, sectors in the business, but uh, we're glad to have you in the cannabis industry. So thank you for all you're, you're doing. Uh, that's it for our time today, Max. Uh, thank you for spending time with us and uh, on Plant Profits. And everyone, just remember to check out Max and Greenflower Media on Instagram at Greenflower Media and at their website, www.green-flower.com. Of course, don't forget to hit us up on Instagram with your comments and questions. You can always find me at BurtMillerPG and use the hashtag PlantProfits to stay in the know. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch up with you guys on next week's show. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.